then I'll just want to be oh, clear. Hey, you got one. You got one hmm? from Brian. All right. Hey, Brian. Hey, guys. I'll break the ice. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Mike. Uh, I guess I think there's a question at the end of this. I just I chimed in maybe about a month ago. Reggae, Brian, Paul. Uh, and I just kind of wanted to share where I'm at, and then I think it'll end up as a question. So the other day I had a crazy laughing bout at the head. I just had this, like, I don't know, it felt like a breakthrough. And I just started not necessarily losing interest and attention, but just noticing the futilelessness of what the fuck was going on up there. Um, and then like, you know, it was just, I had this two hour laughing bout of, oh my God, I've figured it out. This is insane. And then like the next day it was just boop back to <laughs> emotional, like, and you know, the, the, the issue that the head thinks is, or what I am trying to figure out the action figure is I'm, I feel like I grew up around trauma and I don't really know where memory kind of ties into this because it all just feels like dreamlike. Um, I'm in a program called emotions anonymous and it's finally making sense and the willingness to surrender to the program makes sense, which makes sense in this area that we're in now. Uh, but it's like the self doesn't want to let go. The head doesn't know how to let go uh, because there's just so many things that it thinks it needs to grab onto, do. Uh, you know, there's just so many assumptions being made. But then there's also still just this seeing of the futilelessness. So it's like, I've sat with what is looking, but the head is still super persistent. And yeah, I guess I'm just, I'm, I'm understanding stop seeking, start looking, but I can't help but feel like the trauma is real. And maybe that's what's triggering the overthinking and the, you know, I don't know if this is something you talk about or not, but that's kind of where I'm at with, with my journey. Lots of things are starting to make sense, but I can't seem to escape uh, what Eckhart Tolle calls like the pain body. I call it, I call it the trauma muscle memory. Uh, that's wants, but all right. So let's start from the last bit. So thank who you wants to escape from the pain body. I guess the person feeling the pain, the person thinking the thoughts, the person that is like in this cyclical, I mean, yes. the thing, so the thing the pain that body, the pain body wants to get out of the pain body. Yeah. 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 The thing in pain what is trying to get out of pain. Yeah. What does that tell you? <laughs> it tells me that I'm going to have to think about it and that's not going to get me. <laughs> I don't know. What does that tell me, Paul? Well, the, the pain body is not you. So once again, what you're not wants to get out of something. Wow. Great. It's nice okay. to see. Yeah, and then, well, it's nice to see that. That's what me. That's you know, I couldn't see that. All right, let me say something else. The the mind persisting and and you being the seeing aren't in. Uh, they're not adversarial. Yeah, the mind seeing is a much larger scope, and then in that in that scope is the mental activity restless, irritable, and frustrated, yes? That, 
that which is appearing in the little scope of things is not affecting the larger scope of things. The larger scope of things can affect the lower scope of things, but they may have no interest in doing that. But there's a seeing of one and the other cannot see that. So the, the thing that is frustrated can't truly see why it's frustrated. It thinks it's this or that or ba ba ba. It's always looking, but it's self attempting to get out of self. Yeah. But see, you can't break the news to self. It doesn't get it. It doesn't. You might as well fucking talk to a brick wall. So there's an, a large aspect that may seem empty to us. That's us here. And that's where it's, it's chock full of awareness and it can be aware of these things. And the things don't have to disappear for there to be awareness, but there is awareness of things which may give you an understanding of what's going on that will produce an easing comfort where the other mental understandings weren't. So yeah, yeah, but that which is persistent and going crazy and stubborn doesn't change the fact of what we are. Yeah, that's the beauty of the message, yes? This message isn't, okay, you could possibly be super clear, but this, that, that, this, this, that, 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 this, this has to be uh, put into a, uh, a suitable condition. No, it's saying your inherent condition is readily available at all times with no requirements to meet it because you are it, yeah? That's completely different that, all right, I'll feel at peace when this and this and this gets peaceful, all right? So I make my room peaceful, I put the, the incense on. There's nothing right or wrong with that. The smell is great. I put the chimes, I put the running water and that con that's conducive for me to feel peaceful, yeah? But that is not the peace that passeth all understanding. That's a peace that's sort of determined by understanding. You understand that I'm gonna, it's gonna be a lot easier for me to be okay if the weather, you know, the, the, the lights are down, the candles are on and stuff like that. That's a peace very un easily understood. But the peace that passeth our understanding is not approached or, or arrived at it already is available now yeah we're holding back in a way because we believe that this is meritocracy we don't but the head does therefore if we're addicted to the head we do we believe this is meritocracy or something we have to earn a, 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 a private interview with ourselves it's just insane yeah so yeah that which wants to get out of something is probably speaking from that something it wants to get out of. So yeah, recognizing you're not in is the best way to be out. Yeah, because being out based on not being in doesn't have a boomerang effect. You don't end up being in again. Yeah, yeah. So this is the out before, this is the getting out before you're in. Yeah, yeah. Just entertain it. It's going to the domino. You know how they show you those long row of dominoes and and they don't go straight. What you think, you know, for each one to hit each other, they have to go straight. No, they curve and they go this way and that. 
and they still fall upon each other and they drop it. Your mental logic is that all the dynamos have to be in a straight fucking line for like a mile. And the first one has this dough. If you ever see those things, it's like a long trail, like a, a twitchy tail of something. You hit the domino and they trigger the whole thing. It doesn't have to be freaking lined up. That's the mental logic. That's the false understanding that says uh, this, therefore, that. So this is true, which could be suspect. Therefore, that is necessary. Okay. Yeah. But the this is mistaken. So that's not necessary. Yeah. If the mistake is at the this, that may be necessary. But if you see the this isn't the this, it may that may not be necessary. You'll find out. Yeah. So if you feel like trauma is having an effect, go get some help. Check it out. You're gonna, it's gonna be valuable either way. You'll realize it isn't trauma, or you'll get more, you'll get relief and travel lighter. Great. Yeah. Don't let non-duality hold you back. Just go go for where you moved and see how it see how the chips fall. Yeah. I don't believe trauma is the cause. Like in AA, we have a beautiful, beautiful, many beautiful things, but in AA, because a lot of people fear, call, you know, believe fear is a cause of a lot of stuff. Yes. Fear causes this, causes that, this and that, and that, and that. We've got to get out of fear. Ba, 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 ba. All right. So the target is to get out of fear. And I'm afraid I'm going to fail. So you should see something in that situation. So getting out of fear. But AA says, no. It says, why are you in so much fear today? doesn't let us answer or, or would have gone off the rails the book it says isn't it because self-reliance has failed us wow so really fear is an effect of reliance on self which is the cause of the effect yeah so if you get out of fear and you're relying on self to do it you're going to be in fear back in fear probably quite a lot yeah because self-reliance is what's producing the fear that was now trying to clean up yes so when it cleans up some it made more and you're going to be this forever service of digging yourself out of fear yeah <laughs> so self-reliance has failed you this isn't something to believe investigate check it out all right. So if self-reliance is in this dreaming, the cause of fear or right, yeah, really mental anxiety. All right. What would be the highest form of relying on self identification as it right? I mean, you couldn't rely on it more than calling it you. <laughs> that's pretty that's a pretty committed reliance. You're calling the thing you. So self-reliance has failed us. Yeah, that's the situation. What? Yeah, it's failed us. Yeah. Uh, was it just uniquely because of you? <laughs> no, it's a failed system. And as they say in the Course of Miracles, what can a failed system show you? And I humbly respond, it's failed. Yeah, there's incredible value in that. Yeah. So now, there's an, a loss of interest in self and reliance and interest in self weakens. And now you seem to have less anxiety concerning what's not happening. Wow. Yeah, the diagnosis worked. Yeah, someone said you thought it was eczema. You believed it was eczema. 
you had paid, bought a lot of eczema ointments. It wasn't working. Someone said, maybe you have psoriasis, gave you a tube. It said psoriasis, for psoriasis in big letters. You put it on your leg and you got relief from what you thought was eczema. Why you weren't getting a relief is because there was a misdiagnosis. You had psoriasis. Once you were, that was corrected, you put the ointment on it in about a day, the itch goes away and the mark goes away. Yes, solution, there you go. Now, do you put it on every day? Probably not, but now you put it in your little bathroom and if you have a breakout again, you don't go have to go through, it's eczema. You hopefully have learned your lesson that it's psoriasis. So you don't need the eczema bottles there, but I spent a lot of money on the eczema. No, you just don't need them. Yeah, and so don't make the mistake. Use the psoriasis first. Yeah, if the psoriasis doesn't work, maybe you have eczema, but don't let the belief you have eczema keep you from the solution to psoriasis, which is psoriasis ointment. Yeah, I don't know where I went with that, but there's a message in there. Yeah. To me, it's super clear. So I'm just trying to share it with you. <laughs> so when I was chanting uh, this Course in Miracles lesson, uh, I am not a body, I am free. I am because I am as God created me or something. After a few days, I realized the only thing that would be chanting, I'm not a body, is the body identification. It just doesn't... If something's not a body, it doesn't have to chant it's not a body. It's very clear it's not a body, yeah? <laughs> but we're not. So here I was chanting I'm not a body and reinforcing the body identification. As the chanter, I'm not a body. <laughs> I don't think that's a very rare occurrence. I think you could see a lot of your behavior is captured by that little example, yeah? You're trying to get out of something you're not in, and you're trying to get into something you're not out of. The same thing, you remember I read that those the little booklets you get in India, tons of Ramana Maharshi teachings from different people that had been listening to him for years. And you know, he had a question he usually got quite a lot, which is, is there is is life predetermined or is there free will or a trickier one is there free will and predetermination yeah and so all right he says okay if there's a sense of individuality there'll be a sense of free will yeah so the sense of free will is not a cause it's an effect the cause is the sense of individuality. Yeah. Now you want to have knowledge about the effect of self-will, if it is or isn't, for that which is the cause of the feeling of self-will. <laughs> Why not look at the sense of individuality? And if you see that, you'll probably lose interest in a topic if there's is there free will or predetermination. Because the action figure can believe, you, you may have poor, the most molten belief that there is no free will into the action figure, and the action figure is going to feel like it has free will. 
yeah? Because the action figure is the expression or the imaging of the sense of individuality. Yeah. Trying to get over the hump doesn't occur at the sense of uh, free will, it's at the sense of individuality, yeah? And then there'll be a whole huge loss of interest in all of those juicy topics that we like to get into, yeah? Because you have lost interest in the sense of individuality that wants to get, get engaged in those questions and shit. Yeah, you see it? You don't have to drop the ball. You keep running a certain way, you just drop the ball. It's not like an order, you'll just drop the ball. You'll just fucking give up the ghost. <laughs> it won't be like at the altar of, of you know, a special ceremony day. It, you've got a lot of people, you know, when they're when the, that urge to get loaded is removed, they don't know. They've lost sufficient enough interest. They're not watching if it's there or not. And then they they they're free from it. And then after a couple of weeks, they go, "Wow, I haven't felt an urge to use or drink for weeks." Yeah. But the greatest thing is that that being the observer and the sentinel watching everything went to sleep. You lost interest in it. This is the freedom of a life, not surveilled or spotlighted all freaking day. Yeah. Yeah. In this, this surveillance camera, there's a large blind spot and you just roam around in there. Yeah. I don't know how I'm feeling all day. <laughs> I don't keep a record. I don't. It just moves. Everything's moving. Yeah, just I could feel super terrible, and a second or two later, the body may feel great. Yeah. Where can you can't stick a deep, a flagpole deep into sand? There's no way you can claim anything. It's just moving. <laughs> what you want to be a solid, firm basis isn't. It's just verbing. Yeah. This action figure you think is you feels different every five, four minutes. Yeah. So I don't know where it was. What was the question? Oh yeah, yeah, Brian. It all applies to what you were asking, Brian. Yeah, yeah. yeah take care of the trauma if you feel like it needs to be taken care of. If you, you find that you can't take care of it, surrender is pretty good. Yeah, so whatever you do, it's not, see, there's no right or wrong signs. They're, they're just temporary, temporarily right and temporarily wrong. If you keep going, you'll see how much value the wrong had. Yeah, yeah. I believe everything is, has value in hindsight, really. When you look at it from where you are right now, you see everything had value. When you were looking at it from that moment in the past, you may not see it that way. But when the moment has passed, you know, this temporary time moment, after accumulations of observation, you're going to come to the point that everything has value. Yeah. Yeah. So... Failing, like the Course would say, you know, your greatest failures were your greatest successes. It can be that extreme, and your greatest successes are your greatest failures. Yes? There you go. 
you don't have to move the tea leaves around. Just wear another pair of glasses and you'll see another meaning in it. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of people in AA, they go, I don't get anything out of those meetings, but they don't usually look at what can, what can they give at the meeting, you know? They may just by sitting there affect someone who's having a hard time staying sober for an hour and it could lead to his death that night. So who the hell knows how you're being used, Saul? Yes? You don't. You may never know. But you're open for business and you're present and you're available to what's happening. Yeah. Not out of heroic work, but just the obviousness of it. Yeah. You've never been out of a moment and you are present. Like it. I think most people don't want to be present, really. <laughs> They're running through a mental here that sort of sucks in a lot of ways. It's chock full of yesterday and tomorrow. Yeah. But right there underneath that little surface of chaos is a very, very, uh, you know, the parameters that we've all, always have manifested under, which is here now. Yeah, there's no, nothing leaves that category, does it? So, Brian, nice to see you, bro, and keep reporting back if you like. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate you, brother, and everybody here. Yeah, and everything that you see when you turn a corner, either other people have seen it or going to see it. So it's very helpful to share because this isn't like a, a personally made obstacle course. There are patterns when shit starts to happen, lack of in, losing interest in what you thought you were interested in, which was a sense of identity, and all these things start happening and a little anxiety that you're not going to be the person you've become familiar with or whatever it is, all this stuff. And other people are going to be, they're coming right to that turn or, or past that turn. And there can be uh, like power in the association with truth, with community. Yeah. I remember when people would call me and I'm fucking just, you know, Paul Hedeman, I didn't, don't care. But they would call me and they were so they were so into awakening. And then they felt like something happened and they were scared shit. <laughs> they were like wishing they could return it. They're like, can I get this? Can I return this? Or And they were like so afraid. I said, listen, just don't act out, which to me would be getting loaded and don't die. And everything's going to get great. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. Uh... <laughs> Your whole life has been about denying awakeness, you know? Sometimes it's a big rush when the system is confronted with that. Yeah. I want my daddy. <laughs> it gets a little bit, it gets uh, primal into the little pose. <laughs> Curls up. <laughs> we had a lady that was totally into awakening you know cathodically and stuff and we were at a after the meeting we'd go to a place to eat and then she started to have a cathodic event and then she just was looking for any way out of it i said hey man you asked for it you might as well try to get comfortable you asked for it this way and here it comes <laughs> i don't know if mike was there with me right i think it was 
Was it? Yeah, nice? I've been there at that. When we used to play ping pong, I think it was yeah. that. We used to play ping pong at that Mexican restaurant. Yeah. After a Saturday meeting, this the lady with the dark brown hair. She just uh, the one that couldn't drive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she got a wish. Yeah. She wanted to return it to the bottle. <laughs> Stuff it back in there. <laughs> uh, be careful what you wish for. Eh? Dog shit awareness is the easiest way. You know why? It's always there. When you blast off and go into another dimension and then you wake up back again, there it is, shouting on having never left. When you plumb the depths of hell and you get dragged up to the surface, there it is, on having never left. <laughs> what more do you want than that? Uh, anyone else, Mike? Yeah. Uh, I see Thank you, Brian. I, I find your uh, uh, your presence helpful already. And yeah. uh, Danny, Danny has his hand up. Danny in California. Mike, good evening. Hi, Paul. Nice to see everyone. Thank you for the space, Paul. Really appreciate it. Uh, what Brian was asking and going over really caught my attention in particular the pain body and I was uh, wanting to share a little bit about my journey with the pain body and curious Paul in seeing um, not right or wrong but um, what your thoughts are how you know you've tied it into your journey um, what I've noticed you know someone once told me when I joined the program that um, trauma is the gateway drug you know trauma is what gets people to use to numb out to slow that voice that narrator and um, I feel that one way or another we all have trauma even when we're just coming out of the womb we're usually crying so um, you know some trauma some pain body I feel is um, most pain body is not in my hands not in our hands it's um, the unconscious pain body it's pain body that could be passed on from the culture where you live if there was a war going on what was going on when you were in the womb well, in my particular case let me just jump in all of those machinations are of the action figure so the action figure is that which has a pain body our inherent nature does is not embodied with anything pain or bliss neither yeah just to say it. So it has value. Absolutely. I follow. It's manifesting. Everyone, every one of those examples were of body. Yeah. And the embodiment of the pain body is really the pain of the pain body. To be you and I, the embodiment of the pain body. So it's nice to ask, well, who is it that has a pain body or who is it that is a pain body? Because you're definitely nothing before bodies. Yeah. There's that quality. It may be a 
an aspect of you, uh, all of you or none of you, but it's there. And uh, to me, what brings a lightness to all the body ramification, the thinker is body, the, th uh, the feeler is body, the one who had trauma is body, the trauma is in the body. Uh, there's something that's before the body. And I feel that's what brings a lightness to all the other seeming bodies is I don't think lightness uh, is going to be found in a body for a body. I think lightness will come from lightness and bring lightness to a body and let's say pain. Dissolve body. it. Yeah. I don't know if we'll dissolve it or but you'll sufficiently be able to perform your seat assignment. You may not be the glorious spiritual Adonis you were hoping for, but you'll be put to use. And um, yeah, and some trauma may be helpful for empathy and other things for you, you to be more available to other people. So you never know. Yeah. But uh, I do 100%. not believe. Yeah. Yeah. But go ahead. I, I just have, feel. Have, no, have, I'm glad. I'm glad you interjected. I really am. Please keep interjecting. Um, I feel that was whatever, an excuse or whatnot. But yes, our inherent nature is yeah. consciousness, awareness, you know, pre-thought, pre unconditioned consciousness. It's the ego. It's that self that clings on to wanting the identity of Oh, I'm a victim of this, this pain body. My dad used uh, suicide, abuse, trauma, this, that, that self is the one that's creating that identity that kind of has that veil in front of the no self that pretty much distorts the no self, distorts your pure awareness. So what I've noticed in my own journey is when things are just as is, and I'm going about my business moment to moment, and that feeling of uncomfortableness may arise, uh, the barometer's going off, something in the body is signaling, and it might trigger, let's say, a uh, past traumatic event or something in the pain body. You may say something to me, Paul, and it might trigger something that has nothing to do with you. And I think it's imperative not to ignore it or avoid it. You know, it's kind of like what's in the way is the way. Rather, that is a signal for you to direct your awareness and attention, acute awareness to that feeling, you know, shine the light on it. And that's yeah. really the only way that will allow me to have no filters, lose those labels, those concepts, is noticing it, feeling it. I feel pain. I feel anxiety. I'm worried about X, this, that, as opposed to what can I do to escape that? Because that that's going to be there. Now, that's not who you are, but for better or worse, it's something that we all feel at times or the head feels, knowing that's not you, but not running away from what's that's not you. Shining your light and shining your well, light yeah. of awareness on it. It's and that's what will bring you... It's only the you that wants to run, run away from it. They're not what the you self. are seeing. It. Yes. Yeah, it's seeing everything. And being a space of everything, where does awareness run away to? Yeah. Nowhere. <laughs> it's, it's a field 
and uh, things are appearing in it. There's nowhere to go. So, so you see, that which is afflicted with stuff wants to be free as that which is inflicted with stuff. The freedom is from that which is inflicted with stuff. Yeah, it's not for it. Yeah, yeah. If you get over one trauma, you're probably gonna still, another trauma will appear. Like we used to joke that you got through the family of origin situations. Now you're going into the family of origin of Mars situations, yeah? The head can make shit up right out of nothing. So uh, this is the question is what's before it? And I believe like what Ramana said, the only value he felt at that time written in this book about free will or predetermination was to ask who is it that has that question? Well, I think that just didn't apply to that one question. I think it's a pretty good advice for all questions. Well, who is it that has that question? Before you get into, is it predetermination or free will? Why not just check out who is it that's interested in it? Yeah, Who's, who is it that wants to get out of something so badly? It must believe it's in, and maybe you're not that which believes it's in. And if you're not that which believes it in, you won't have much interest in all the drive to get out. Yeah, that's the whole point. The whole point is true change doesn't come after the fact, it comes before the fact, because before the fact, there isn't a fact. <laughs> it's the before. After a fact, there's a fact seemingly. I have trauma, I have this. I'm, yes, yes, it's tricky. But before, the fact is up in air. Yeah, it could be, a. I don't know, let's check it out. Let's just see who is it that's giving it all the meaning it has. It may not be a fact that, you know. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'm not, I, whatever, if you feel, see when someone says, I really need to do something, then you better do it, yeah? If you feel like it's time to look at trauma that you had when you were young, you better go ahead because something has is playing God and you might, you know, go with it, yeah? But if you don't have that need, why do you wanna fucking, you know, tease the sleeping dogs? Just enjoy the space. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that they're, they're we're trying to fill that hole with that whole victimhood or I uh, there's something wrong, no? Yeah, there is. There, there's tons of shit wrong with us. There is. Yeah. Do I have the ability but it's usually, to do it and change it? Probably not. Would it be better if I did if I tried not to? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, maybe acceptance would be the before absolutely you know, watching to to the to to get into the change mobile, maybe just acceptance. Oh yeah, I'm fucked up. I'm a fraud, or you know, uh whatever it is. Let the stuff that you're afraid of being land and you'll see that it's not true. But you're giving it a meaning of truth by avoiding it, you know, or trying Correct. to get out of it giving a meaning that you're in it and that to me is the problem the fact the fact that you're not in it but you believe you're in it is the problem to me 
So and you're and, trying to get out of it of that that which you're not in, and it'll never work. You're just going to drive. Self is going to have the time of its life on that Ferris wheel. I feel oh, that yeah. the suffering doesn't come from the situation. Ninety nine percent of the time, the situation is what is. It's the 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 interpretation, the narrative of the situation that causes the suffering. Okay. Rather, if the situation just is what it is, you either accept it as if you've chosen it. And if you don't like it, if you could do something about it, do it. Like you said, if you need to seek the doctor, if you need work on trauma therapy, and if you yeah. can't let it go, but it's creating that whole narration, this is going to happen or that's going to happen. And uh, say, rather the situation is the one, just see so you're not the one that can let it go or not. That's the, that's the point uh, because let it go then you'll think, well, I should have done that a long time ago and go on and on and on. Just see that, hey, I'm not that which is holding on. I'm not that which wants to let go. I'm just not that. You know, I had an example about very heavy pain. So my one of my oldest sponsors, sponsors in AA, famous in San Francisco, Cy P, uh, beautiful man. And he was in his garage and a, he had a couple of cans of gasoline for his lawnmowers and they just combusted in the, with the heat or something. And he got burnt like third degree burns, like 80% over his body. So he ended up in San Francisco general, fucking a lot of suffering, a lot of pain. I mean, when I was in the hospital for the car accidents, we used to go up to the, to the, fire victims man fucking you felt incredibly lucky just to have your bones broken when you saw people that they had to have them they couldn't touch the bed it would be too painful so they were like tied up it was, it was just mind-boggling so all right he's in a huge amount of pain and this nurse comes in and he feels like she's he sees everyone coming in as bothering him why don't, can't they understand I'm fucking in all this pain? And she goes, uh, sorry, I, uh, Mr. Payne, I think Mr. Payne, that's his name too, P-Y-A-Y-N-E. So Mr. <laughs> Payne, uh, uh, there's someone out here I think you'd be, like to talk to. And he's going, what the fuck? Can't you see to himself? Can't you see I'm fucking suffering here? So they, she brings this alcoholic guy in, a younger guy, and they talk for a couple hours and then the younger guy leaves and then Sai realizes he didn't feel the pain for those few hours. Yeah, because his interest and attention went into the service of helping this other guy. Right there, perfect fucking scientific uh, fucking experiment. Pain and attention, you know, attention and uh, interest. Wow, is really the provoker of all the suffering, yeah? So then he said, he calls that nurse back, says, get me every fucking addict and alcoholic and bring him in here because it worked. <laughs> yeah. He got out of his situation through service. The interest and attention that was dwelling on his condition. Yeah. Triggering another one of his conditions to figure out how to get out of it, which is more in it than ever. Yeah. He just got taken out of that by the per by being available to another person for those few hours. And he didn't think he didn't feel the fucking pain at all. 
And how could suffering be made out of no pain? It couldn't be. So there was no suffering, no pain. I have it. I had it since I was doing talks in AA from 30 years sober. I had tons of conditions at certain nights when I gave a talk. And every time I gave a talk, those conditions that had been on me, let's say for a fucking week, were completely forgotten during the engagement, completely. Now, they would come back about half or so, 40 minutes after the talk, but I'd have a fucking incredible, not just the relief, but the example of what was there. That was a, that was a demonstration of a fucking principle, yeah? So when I get sent around the corner, yeah, things can happen. <laughs> Yeah, the piece of peace that passes your your own understanding is because you're not there to enjoy it. The the piece of the pie isn't for Paul. It's a piece that passeth all understanding. There's no Paul involved. That's why there's there's peace. You don't see it. For Paul to be at peace, tons of things that I got to have fluffy cushions, candles, no more music. It's just unbelievable how many conditions for Paul to be at peace. The peace that passes all understandings is there's peace now. <laughs> but not for you, like the soup Nazi. There's no good or bad. Thinking makes it so. There's peace, but not for you. Come back tomorrow with the hopes that you'll finally get it. You don't walk up and order the soup. The soup will be brought to you. Yeah. I humbly believe, because this is how this head worked. Stepped in the trap, snapped it, out, went through it 50 times, 40 times. Then I started seeing a pattern. Yeah, I didn't see... Oh, it's only, it's Monday at 11. No, it's almost any day at any time. There's this bear trap. Yeah, it has nothing to do with the peculiarities. There's a pattern. It's there and I'm too busy thinking about yesterday, tomorrow, and I walk right into it. All right. After 30 times, something snaps. You get, you get it, hopefully. There's like a, an expanse and you see something. And it could be so powerful that you get convinced. It could just go boom. And maybe there'll be a lot more bear traps, but you'll never put your foot in, in, in again. Yes? I mean, so there, it isn't like bear trap, fall in the trap, ow, bitch about it. Fall. No, there is a point where it can stop. There is a, a leap, yeah? You get it. So you get that. Man, I've gone to all these parties. Everyone told me were great. And when I got there, they all sucked. Wait a minute. All my relationships haven't worked out. And I'm the one constant in all of them. Wait a minute. I'm at a lot of fires. Yeah, maybe I am a fire starter. <laughs> oh, yes. Now you're starting to see, yes? Things open up. The mind doesn't have to go by A, B, C, D. It can see J in A, yeah? If you have the eyes to see, you can see the end at the beginning. You can. 
It's when we get tied up in the concepts and how and why and why can't I see it? That's when we can't even see A, let alone J. Of course, because we're relying on self-centeredness, which is like relying on a pair of glasses. You want to understand everything, but that that you can only understand everything Experience. in ways through those glasses. The glasses have to be put taken off. You can't do it. Yeah, but something can take the glasses off. Then you'll see the same thing and you'll learn a lot from it. Where before you saw the same thing and didn't learn anything from it. Yeah. So it's not the same thing that changes. It's you. You see differently. Yeah. Yeah. Satsang to me, non-duality are some of the clearest pair of glasses because they only are acting like a pair of glasses. There's no lens. It's your own vision. Yeah. But we don't want it. It's you're not ready to go there. So we give you a pair of glasses, but there's no lenses in there. It's you, it's your, it's your vision. You're just going to think, well, I, now I've got non-duality. Fucking it, great. That's the way we have to fool you far out. Then one day <laughs> you realize, wait a minute. I see just like I see with the glasses without the glasses. Yes. Now you've left the view and you're in the vision. Yes. Yeah. So here you are, a pair of glasses. I know no one's going to touch the lenses. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's just like you can give someone a, a like, we can have a metaphysical talk for hours that this is virtual reality, or just get a pair of goggles, put them on, and oh, virtual reality. Just here you are. Here's a pair of glasses. Yeah. <laughs> you come after everything and that which comes after is not the before there you go you are the before that can that can see what comes after yeah the after cannot see what comes before there you go makes sense shit moves things are dropped the dominoes you're thinking you've had to line them up forever. You know, when I was a kid, I had so much pride. I wouldn't uh, admit I didn't know how to ride a bike. So I was in the garage trying to ride the bike. And I thought you'd have to balance it without moving the pedals, like perfectly. Did it for weeks, could never fucking keep it up for four minutes or five minutes. You're not supposed to. You're supposed to move the pedals and start going. It was only through a fucking mistake I realized it. But I was in there for weeks with the garage door closed, trying to, stay, <laughs> trying to keep balance. Seriously, I wouldn't admit it to anyone. So I just stayed in there. Finally, I slipped and I hit the pedal. And then, oh, now I could ride a bike. It did happen. It wasn't infinite. I wasn't in that garage for infinity. It was a finite bit of time, which proved very valuable because I seen that power, that that uh, that principle in my life, that pattern in my life many times. I should just fucking read the uh, directions. You know, when you pull over and you ask for directions, you should listen to them. Don't act like you know it already. No. Admit you don't know where you are and hear what the person's telling you. <laughs> These are valuable. <laughs> Spiritual pride. 
I was going to incinerate before I left that fucking sweat because I didn't want everyone to be calling me the guy who left the sweat on Friday afternoon for the rest of the weekend. I would have died in there for my, my spiritual face. Yeah. <laughs> These things have value. Yes. Yeah. So anyone else, Mike? I like yeah, that you, light you have. Is that the moon? Yeah, thank you, Danny. What? Mike, it's a nice light in, above your head on your right. Is that the moon coming out or what? No, no, that's the lighting in here that, where you stayed. <laughs> I was hoping it was the mothership coming no. in. That's the lighting I designed. I think it worked out well. Uh, yeah, it looks pretty good, like a comet or something, asteroid. It's, aim it's coming straight to your head, Mike. Oh, and finally, we finally got a picture of a download. Wow. Uh, it's, yeah, coming. <laughs> it's coming. It's, it's persistent. <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> uh, Craig May has his hand up, but I just wanted to say um, that I never heard you say that bicycle story before. You've been hiding that one for a long time. Uh, probably. <laughs> I, tons of I swear I to God, I was in there for quite a while. And that, that is like I've never heard anybody say anything like that before. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. Uh, <laughs> that was just the beginning of the sickness. Yeah, <laughs> or in the middle, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, that wasn't. It was just getting warmed up <laughs> at that point. I think it was a full blown expression already. <laughs> I, I, Paul, imagine if it had been a scooter that you were trying to learn how to ride. You didn't have any pedals. You'd still be sitting at the garage. I slipped <laughs> and I moved the pedals and I was released from my own bondage. My own. <laughs> uh, it proves very valuable. Yeah, it does. This is all what you're not. What's What better thing to learn about than what you're not? Yeah, it's incredibly valuable because its, it's downfall is exactly what it needs to keep its story going, which is constant repetition. Now with the understanding of non-duality, when it's advertising appears, you see the product it's advertising is not you. Where for years and years and years, you took every one of those presentations to be about you. It's just changing the audience, not the play. Everyone's been working on the play forever, trying to change characters, shorten it, lengthen it, make give it a new ending, Let's make it utopia or whatever. This is about just changing the audience. Yes. The audience is not is not a taking is not being used to manufacture consent by the play. You're seeing through the play because you're of the audience. Or as Jesus says, you're in this world, you're in this play, but you're not of this world or of this play. You're of the audience. You're of that space. Yeah. And now that space is sensed to a point where all the nonsense can't land. That sense of that state, that inherent condition, fucking shows the nonsense of a lot of the shit going on. Yes? 
and then it's just a it's just like if someone put up blue you would say blue red red it's like that it's not like blue but it could be red no it's blue red blue red green yellow yeah you're seeing now clearly Anyone, Mike? Yeah. Yes, it's time for Craig May. <clears throat> Hi, Craig. Is it? It's not Craig Corner Day, is it? Yeah, I'm like it. Um, it's more in line with what's being sort of discussed today, I think. It's that sense feltness. That sense feltness is all you need. That is of us, which isn't of space and time. When you give yourself over to that, I think, you float. You float in the unknown or in the unknowing, and you find comfort in discomfort. You find security in insecurity. When you're looking, when you see, when you are seeing from what you are, you see the architecture of what you're not so fucking clearly. You see how fragile and flimsy it is. You see the mental state constantly trying to <laughs> you know repackage its little fucking house of cards and whilst trying to give you the impression that it's it's that's the fucking tower of babylon when the head's in that place it cannot stand it it wants to reach for something it needs something to grab hold of it needs some sure footing it is so fucking unsure of itself in that space because it doesn't understand it. Because it's, it's dealing with, it's like uh, the finite <laughs> trying to deal with the infinite. It just does not fucking get it. It does not understand it. And it puts it in a very insecure space, the head. But you're not listening to the head anymore. You're not listening to it, so you float. You float in the discomfort. The only place you're gonna find comfort is in discomfort. It's the only place, because otherwise, as soon as discomfort shows up, the comfort fucks off. It's that duality that, that collapses. Comfort, discomfort, it doesn't fucking matter. You float in that space and nothing happens. You're just there. You're just fucking there. So when I'm cutting up my kiwi fruit and strawberries in the morning to throw on my granola, I'm feeling the fucking knife go through the fruit. I'm watching the juice spill out. When I sit down to eat, 
I feel the fucking pomegranate seeds explode in my mouth with the crunch of the granola and I can feel the body being enlivened by the nutrients. I'm fucking there, you know, you're there. It doesn't matter the situations and circumstances of the action figure are relevant. I can tell you right now, my partner and I are going through a big fucking, I've spoken briefly about it before, and I don't want to get into it, big fucking, uh, it's a fucking mess, a legal mess. It's a real, it's a real, it would have engulfed the action figure world big time. And I can tell you, man, I, I'm utterly at peace. I don't want it to resolve itself. It'll, it'll resolve itself naturally, but I don't want it to be any other way than it is. It's fucking what it is. It doesn't mean I can't, I'm not here. The situations and circumstances of the action figure are irrelevant to this. That, that, they, that cannot keep you from swimming in the fucking beauty that you are. It cannot, nothing can. It's so beautiful, this thing, non-duality and what it does, the way it does it, the way it negates. It'll negate you back to the incorrect starting point and then it negates you back to the correct starting point. It's beautiful the way it does it. It's like a sculptor looking at a fucking stone block. And he sizes the stone block up. And he grabs his hand, he grabs his hammer and chisel and he starts chipping away. What isn't so? And when he's done, there's a beautiful ornate figure there. Now he didn't have that, that beautifully ornate figure in his head. He was just chipping away what wasn't so. The beautifully ornate figure just emerged. That's what non-duality does. It just negates what isn't so. That's all it does. That's all it concerns itself with. And then something emerges. And that's us. So when the emperor turns up with all his fucking regal regalia and you see his little naked tummy hanging out in the breeze, you see right through him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why he bothers to put so much shit on, you know, and look so, it's like it's shit. <laughs> don't bother with that shit. You see straight through it, like a knife cutting through butter. Beautiful. And you rest in what you are, not in what you're not. It doesn't mean that the head's not, the head will keep fucking doing its thing. It's not going to stop. It's what it was designed and fucking built to do. But it cannot, it cannot keep you from what you are. It cannot under any fucking <laughs> circumstances. It does not have... It's like that <laughs> when it's in the company of that big dog, it's very unsure of itself. It's put in its correct place. We are it. 
we are it, a fucking peaceful beauty. It's us, it's what we are. Beautiful, so gorgeous, the way it does it. This thing, non-duality. But it's particularly beautiful the way you present it, Paul. Because I can tell you, when I when I first come across non-duality, I, I um I was reading a bit of Ramana Maharshi and it, it just fucking it was like whoa, it really knocked me. And I thought, I wonder who else is doing this out there. I might have a look around. I had a look around and um, was completely fucking underwhelmed. None of it spoke to me. Some of the, you know, uh, <laughs> and I was about to give up. And then I come across this shaggy looking bloke with a strong New York accent who was swearing his head off. And I thought, fucking hang on, what's going on here? And I got hit. I got whacked almost immediately. Almost immediately, it just whacked me. And ever since then, it's been, a, a, it like it deepens within time, you know, just from hearing this message consistently. Beautiful. It's so gorgeous. Yeah, I think I'm done. <laughs> Thanks, Craig. Yeah, man. I have to. Uh, I thought you were only on the third Wednesday of every month, Craig's Corner. We're going to have to I change think... the uh, TV guide. It could be impromptu at any moment. So get ready. <laughs> Thanks, Craig. I'm happy. I'm happy that you're happy. Yes, it's nice. Thank you, bro. Thank yes. you. There's nothing like pomegranate and granola. Yes, it's very good. <laughs> I'm going to have to. You've inspired me. So, anyone, Mike, anyone else? Uh, anybody else want to raise their hand? No hands showing. Uh, let's see if I can say hello to anybody. Well, I'll just say hello to Craig again. Thank you, Craig. It's been a pleasure watching you come, come to the, to the little Zen bitch sites, this slap house. Very nice. Yeah. Mike, as always. David. From down under, yes. Hey, when he was talking about floating, it doesn't have anything to do with the Australian bulldogs. They they can't <laughs> float. Yes, so don't the dog don't don't judge them. If they haven't gotten it yet because their ass doesn't float. No. <laughs> just a, it's just a unique expression of the action dog. Yeah, William <laughs> asked. At least the front end floats, Paul. The ass doesn't float. At least it can see it's losing its ass, which is pretty good. That's a step up for most of us, really. <laughs> William Stamps, thank you, William, for supporting Zen Bitch Slap in a lot of ways, showing up and, and spending your attention and interest here. Yeah. I hope you get a good return. John, nice to see you, John, our bug man. Paul, I just want to, I just want to say thanks again. I just want to say I've haven't gone, you know, all the reading, all the stuff I watch, everything. I don't can't go anywhere else because 
I never laugh as much as I do listening to you tell your stories and listen to everybody else. I, I, it's so much fun. Thank you. Yes. Well, yes, you got it. When you, when you're offering nothing, you got to add mm -hmm. other things to it. Yeah. It's a real, it's a real value add. Yeah. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. You got to put some little skits involved and stuff. Yeah. Hey, I've revealed, I, I bared my heart today. I told my garage uh, story. Yeah. I thought I was going to keep that to myself for years. Yeah. <laughs> I have some real doozies I'm not sharing in this community yet. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> What would happen if you were basically, when you started to become sort of conscious, four or five, the attention and interest, there was so much in the head, you never even saw it coming, really. It sort of was like, overnight, I was incredibly introspective. <laughs> and I yeah. was like, a big, a big fucking hole. I couldn't see anything there. And it made me it caused a song and dance to be developed to keep people away from that recognition of how empty I was. Oh yeah, it was insane. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was really trying to save my face instead of my ass most of my life, my mental face. So, uh, and then, you know, again, there was two broad narratives that were playing and one was a policeman and then it moved into the thief era and then back to the police era and basically back to the thief era and then back to the police era. There was no seemingly, I was hoping there was a third door that didn't seem to be a third there, <laughs> door and I was willing to make any deal to stay away from the, the other two doors. And then hearing non-duality, uh, brought uh relief from both yes that i yeah. it wasn't it's got to be one or the other it's neither and i that hadn't entered my uh my spectrum until that and then that neither has really worked yeah i'm on i'm a neither nor not an either or i'm a neither nor person or non-person really so <laughs> Yeah, that's worked. And uh, I really, when you get a description of duality and then dualism, it really fits well for how you look back on life. There was just extreme good or bad or policeman thief or uh, priest or sinner or whatever. There was just... Uh, uh, there was only two games in town. And neither of them were working. So so uh, it was such a wonderful. And I remember when I first started reading non-duality, it was like someone throwing like a bolt in my my gears. Yeah. My head would just come to it. It would like it would. Uh, what do they call it? It would like clench. The system would stop and I wouldn't I wouldn't read the next page. I just sit there. And I'd be, what? You know, it was just unbelievable. And it kept happening. It was so powerful that I w went to Bombay by myself 
to see this guy Meshbalsikov because he was 85 years old. I figured I got to see him before he dies. So I went to Bombay. No one, didn't know anyone there, nothing. And uh, found out, you know, just went to see him and uh, said, I'm going to Ramana's place because I wanted to see where he lived and check it out. And uh, and just the, it was just such a notoriety of the message that it hadn't, it wasn't really because all the messages ended up either in both camps or one camp or the other camp, policeman thief, you know, it was just, there didn't seem to be much options. So it's nice to see that there's neither, that there's no way. Yeah, not this way or that way, no way. There's, it's beautiful. And this is a real movement of, of negation, which doesn't mean you have to move anywhere. So you negating distance and, and theirs from this always here. So there's a negating of uh, what has taken to be true. That isn't, that's all. Yeah, it's nothing bad or good with it. It just doesn't work. So I'm happy to see you. Nice. And throw some laughs in. Yes. Some of those dudes are pretty serious, you know. Wow. <laughs> Get a little heavy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we got Ty. Nice to see Ty. Mia, she's on the in the road in the car. Yeah, she's recovering from her Ben Zenvichla. Yeah. I gave her, it's like uh 24 hour, not the 12 hour relief. It's 24 hour. Yeah. See. Yeah. It's just one a day. It should last you for a week. Brian, nice to see you. Mia, I love you, Mia. There's no one like Mia. There's no no one like you. <laughs> Brian, nice to see you, Brian. Uh, Anu, as always. Always a pleasure to see you. I actually saw you this weekend, honey. Yes, it was wonderful. Sherry, I Sherry, I saw Sherry also. Yeah, uh, we have Rose. Nice to see Rose there. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I didn't see Rose last weekend at the house. No. We got Clay, Robert French. How how you doing, Robert? I haven't seen you in a while, right? Yeah, good, thanks, Paul. Yeah, I've been uh, moving house and moving districts, so been very busy. Oh, all right, you're okay though. I'm all good. All right, great, great. Yeah, we got Miranda. Yes, yes. Greg in Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. Nice to see you, Greg. Hope all is well today. Yeah, good. Danny, thank you, Danny, for the engagement. Uh, there's no stopping us now, remember? Angie, the smiling lady from Ontario. Yes, she is. Nice to see you, honey. Gary, oh, Gary, how have you been, bro? All's, all, all's well? Hi, Paul. Yeah, I've, I've been sick. I'm just coming back into the, uh, the rounds. Yeah, you recovering? Yeah, I uh, I had like COVID pneumonia, so I've been in the hospital. Oh. So I'm I'm getting back and did the swing of things. It's good to hear your voice again. Oh, great. Well, let's stay in touch, bro. Let us know what happens. Okay. We can come up yeah. and visit you in Placerville. Yeah, that'd be good. 
Yeah. We're going to come up to, uh, in, I, I would say in less than a month, we'll probably come up back to Auburn. So if you can't come to us, we'll stop and see you. That'd be cool. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. Zoe Banks. Susanna. Susanna. There is running in Italy. Yes. Cassandra, nice to see you. Tommy, nice to see you. Shannon Corkery, Lynn D. Uh, who else we got? Is that it? I think so. 